Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. Hello, and welcome back to the Six Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily, and today I'm really excited to have myself as our guest for today's show. So today I'm going to be talking about entrepreneurship and specifically entrepreneurship and all of the shoulds that come with it. Recently, I've been talking to clients and I've felt so much stress coming off of them as they talk about the shoulds of being farther ahead. They feel far behind on what they're building, or they should feel further in their personal life and be buying a house or having kids or getting married. America, gosh, more than America, society is bombarded with shoulds. We are bombarded with shoulds from every single platform that we look at, from conversations that we have with individuals. The moment that we went to college, we were asked, what are we going to do? What are we going to study in college? The moment we were about to cross the graduation line, people were asking us, what are we going to do with our entire lives? So this shouldn't be... This shouldn't be something that's a shock to us when we're when we're constantly been shoulded our entire lives. Yet with entrepreneurship, it feels it can feel so precious and it can feel so vulnerable, especially with platforms like Instagram or Clubhouse, where you see individuals with bigger followings bragging about how much money they're making. So let's kind of go behind the scenes with this and the reality of an entrepreneur. First and foremost. The first thing that I see the should is you must take the leap from your corporate job. If you're unhappy and you have an idea, you should take the leap, leave your corporate job behind and become an entrepreneur. Yes, that's great. You should definitely leave your corporate job if you are unhappy. However, I think there's a lot of danger in saying that someone should just leap without looking. And I say that because I was one of those individuals. I had built my now business six degrees society for a year and a half while in corporate. And I ultimately got hit with the entrepreneurial seizure after a year and a half. And I just knew I had to follow my my calling to do this experience in this business and to make it into something else. I only had $5,000 in my bank account. Would I give that recommendation to anyone else? Absolutely not. I think I was really reckless in how I did that. And the advice that I have for people who are contemplating leaving their corporate job is to treat the job they want to leave for, for the, the business that they're building and look at it as if it's a real business while they're still in their corporate job. So what that means is starting your business when you were in the corporate job or in the corporate world and plan out your runway. Decide how much money you really need to have to live. Make sure you've saved that amount of money. Make a plan, start marketing, get to the point of being where it's so uncomfortable being in your corporate job because you're so deeply in love and you're making so much money in your soon to be next venture or soon to be full-time job. Um, But the thing is about it, you don't necessarily just want to leave without having a plan and just figuring it out once you get on the other side. Because if you do that, you're going to also feel really anxious. You're going to feel a lot of scarcity and you're going to feel a lot of pressure to make this succeed. Made me work so hard once I got onto the other side of of the corporate job. I was paying $1,700 in rent and I would do anything 
to make my business survive and to make it profitable and to make sure that I had a roof over my head. So that meant I was renting out my bedroom. I was sleeping on people's couches. I was taking side jobs, including babysitting and dog walking gigs, just to make sure that I could make this vision come to life. So just to recap here, while it feels like everyone is should take this leap of the corporate job when you feel unhappy, really have a plan in place. Make sure you have enough money to keep you secure so the scarcity of your money won't be impacting the results that you provide in your business and start treating your side hustle, your now side hustle, and get to the point where it gets so uncomfortable that you need to leave. The other thing that I've been seeing um, talked about a lot is the six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneur. Everyone's making six figures. They're making five-figure months, easy peasy. And I, I want to, I want to be truthful about this. Are those people actually paying themselves six figures? Most likely, they are not. So while it looks like everyone is rolling in the dough, which proverbially they might be, also think, what are these people spending money on? They might be rolling in the dough, but their expensive expenses might be super high, might be even over what they're making in terms of six figures. So while it seems super glamorous that everyone is now a six-figure entrepreneur or seven-figure entrepreneur, question what they actually are paying themselves. So while well, on the subject of truth, I've been a six-figure entrepreneur for the last four years, and I was paying myself for the first few years because I didn't want to take away from my business and I wanted to continue reinvesting in my own personal growth and in my business. So it's one of those things where truth be told, most six-figure entrepreneurs are not paying themselves six figures. And if they are, that's amazing. They should definitely clarify that in their messaging, but just don't should yourself that you should be making X amount of dollars because you also might be making and paying yourself more than that person that is making six figures, but has over six and a half figures worth of debt. So just don't, before you go into a spiral, remember to think about their backstory a bit more. And then the last thing too, is the should of just fitting in a timeline and a schedule that all of this needs to be accomplished within a particular frame of time or reference point and know that you're building this at the timeline that works for you. I've seen people be super successful in three months. I've also seen businesses take five years to take off and to to get off the ground. And so while the timeline feels really hurried, um, I actually, we had a great event last night with Magali Renee, and she talked about these three different types of things that we Due to self-sabotage ourselves. One is impatience. The second is attachment. And then the third one is perfectionism. So what, what I thought was really interesting. So impatience, we, we get so impatient with what we are creating that we forget to give ourselves grace and to celebrate the milestones that do we do make and the, the milestones that we do accomplish. And we continuously propel ourselves forward and think like, well, this person by the time they were five months, they were in Forbes, but this person, they were here, here, and here. That's also a great example of attachment. Um, For me, for example, I compare my business a lot to create and cultivate. 
and they just raised millions and millions of dollars investment. And it's hard not to feel the spiral of, well, should I get investors? Should I be a bigger team? And we have very, very different business models, yet it's hard not to take that attachment of someone who started around the same time as me and see their success and not hold it against the mirror of my own, my own success. Um, and then the last one is perfectionism. How many times have you waited to send out an email because it wasn't perfect? Or how many times have you delayed a launch because the worksheets weren't up to par? Perfectionism is a great way for procrastination and for getting in your own way of self-sabotage and the shoulds of how something should be. So my homework for you is to make a list of all the things that you are shoulding, all of the people that you are comparing yourself to, all of the individuals that you think potentially could have kind of stopping you or helping you procrastinate from what you want to build. So just recall that you shouldn't be shoulding. Journal on your shoulds and why these individuals make you feel that way, why, uh, why you feel that way in particular moments or particular scenarios. And my bonus homework for you, if there are certain people that make you feel triggered, mute them or unfollow them. If it's on Instagram, Clubhouse, whatever it is, just don't do it. So that's the end of it. And remember that perfection is a gateway for procrastination and you should be exactly where you are right now. Thanks again for joining us on today's podcast. Uh, If you liked today's episode, please share it with a friend, give us a like, and we'll see you the next time on The Sixth Degree. 